Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1235 in Edmonton. Our Oilers now headliner today is Louis DeBrusque for Touchback Safety. Touchback Safety, a family business, taking care of your family during uncertain times. Training sessions still readily available at Touchback Safety. Just before we bring the uh, big man in, Sonny in Vancouver has texted us to say, Bob, Miko Koskinen has shown that he can find his game early on in the season. Whereas Mike Smith needs time to find his game. Wouldn't it be wiser to start Koskinen? Thanks from Sunny in Vancouver. And again, I, I put my roster out today. I know I've already spoken to Louis DeBrusque about this this morning. Just so everybody understands, first of all, if we're able to play, that's number one. And number two, there's no wrong answers when we're two months out from uh, declaring a roster at this stage. We welcome back to the show, Louis DeBrusque. How are you doing, Louis? Hey, Bob. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Good. Uh, hey, we're talking a little bit of hockey, maybe. So that's a good thing. Hey, that's a positive, right? Absolutely. Smith or Koskinen? I think Smith's going to get the start. Who do you think gets the first playoff start if we do indeed play? I would. I'm going along with you too. I, I said it before. I think it will be Mike Smith. I don't know that for sure. That's just my guess. But uh, a veteran goaltender. He's been there before. I believe that you might see both of them in there throughout the playoffs. It's a unique situation in Edmonton where both guys have stepped in and given the team great goaltending and stretches. And But for me, I think that's exactly how it would start off, is with Mike Smith, and then go from there and see how it goes. All right. Uh, defensively, I have Nurse with Bear, Clefbaum, and Larson. I think those two pairings are set in stone. The question is going to be what happens in the third pairing. And, and I just, I think of Mike Green coming off a knee injury. Uh, I don't think Jones is going to play ahead of Russell. I think Russell's going to be in for sure. He's a veteran. So I had Russell and Benning playing ahead of Jones and Green. Your thoughts? I'm the same as you, bud. That's exactly what I wrote down in, in pencil. But as we've seen Dave Tippett do throughout the year, he's not afraid to shuffle things up. But that's the six that I would most likely start with as well. And uh, see where it goes from there. Again, it's... Uh, I think it will be a work in progress. I think it's a unique situation where you've had a long time off to put players into games. You're going to know right away what players are up to speed and what players aren't, and I wouldn't doubt at all if there's changes if this actually happens 
immediately in games for, and therefore carrying over into the next game. Um, this will be, I believe, a, a moving template, <laughs> if you will, uh, going forth. But uh, that's who I have starting the six on defense for Edmonton. All right. Up front, I went uh, James Neal on the left side with okay. McDavid and, with McDavid and Cassian. Dry settle with RNH and Yamamoto. And I'm keeping that line together because of how good they were. I know RNH finished the, the final three or so games up with McDavid, but I'm putting Neil back up there with McDavid and Cassian. Uh, give me your top six. I'm exactly the same with you in the second line. I think that was lightning in a bottle. And I don't think you messed with that. I think they were trying some things, no question about it, to try and balance it out. They're going to have healthy options now, and that'll be. You know, for Dave Tippett, obviously something that he can kind of shuffle around and put together. The left side for me is where you're going to see the most movement, in my opinion. I think uh, Nugent Hopkins, right side, Yamamoto. That if it's me, that's the line I'm putting together for them. Connor McDavid, I think I give him his old right winger Cassian back because he just seems to have a chemistry with him, the speed, their size, and then it's going to be a rotating door to see who grabs onto that position on the left-hand side. That, that's just the way I look at it. Again, I'm like you. I'd probably give James Neal the starter, but there's a guy that I'd like to see climb up the lineup, and that's Andreas Athanasiou. There's a guy that I'd like to see come in motivated, show people why he scored 30 goals last year. Uh, and, you know, we saw it in little spurts when he came over to the Oilers from Detroit, but I just think there's more there as a player, and I think he could fit perfectly on that line. Ennis has also played well on that line, but that's the one for me that still is a question mark, but I'm going to give it to the veteran James Neal right away to see how he does in that spot. Now, Nygaard missed several games to close out what turned out to be the regular season. Do you have any problems throwing him back with Sheehan and Archibald? I don't. You know what? I... I don't. Uh, I think he had speed. I think he has a defensive-minded game. Uh, he's ultra-aggressive on pucks. You know, listen, he had a little trouble with finishing throughout the year. He had some great chances and just couldn't find that finishing touch. But that's the next step, and we've talked about that um, with Nygaard, is trying to find that polish and finish the National Hockey League level. But there's no question he's one of the fastest guys in the team. I'd probably put him second to McDavid on the team in speed straight away. And Archibald's fast, Shan showed that he's a real reliable guy. You could easily inject him in there, no question. And I don't think, you know, we're talking about the Blackhawks here. The one area for me concerned with Chicago is the back end. I look at their defense and I say, if you want to beat the Chicago Blackhawks, you're going to have to get on their defense aggressively and often make it a real difficult night each and every night for them. Speed does that. Joachim Nygaard has the speed. All right, and so I have a, and I sort of explained in the previous segment, we're joined by Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Louis, Jujar Kira, and I had Athanasiu and Chase on with him, but here's the caveat. I had Kira in the lineup for his penalty killing abilities, and at least once a period, five on five, I wanted to slip either McDavid or Drysaddle in between Athanasiu and Chase on to give a different look. And that's why, I, and again, I think that Ennis and Haas are going to get games in the series, but that was my rationale for having Kara with Athanasiu and Chase on was, you know, Kara there to kill penalties and the flexibility of rotating anyone of McDavid, Drysaddle, or even Nugent Hopkins between Athanasiu and Chase on. Gives you real good options. And that's, you know, that's obviously the, the strength now for Edmonton is having centermen. They can rotate, put on wing, put it center, shuffle the deck if they have to. They can load up the top line if need be late in the games, put Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Drysdale together. We saw that line a lot last year, two years ago, not this past season that just got paused with the season before. It gives you a lot of options. I like the size of care I do. You know, I, I think he's a big guy. He's fast. He can skate. 
I think that he did well in the center position, uh, and I see no reason why you can't keep him there. It gives him a little bit more of a flow game where he doesn't stop and start as much. He's continuing his motion, which I think is a better fit for him. And uh, as you mentioned, it gives him some different options. I think you're going to see everybody. I really do. I think, as I said before, I think you're going to see everybody get in the mix, and it's going to be a game-to-game decision by the coaching staff to see who they feel has played well, who has struggled, who they think can play better, and that's going to be the motivating factor. That's going to be the motivating factor for everybody involved is if you play well, you're going to stay in, and if you don't, there's somebody that's chomping at the bit to get in there because we haven't even talked about the young guys they might bring up that are going to be sitting in that black ace squad that I've been involved in, and all you're thinking about is your opportunity to step in there, and Evan Bouchard potentially maybe gets his first playoff game. You know, there's you know Tyler Benson, who's been training really hard, from what I understand, is, is wants to step in and maybe make a name for himself and get a chance. So there's options there, which is always a good thing to have, but the games are going to dictate what happens. Well, you know what's interesting, Louie, when you think about it? Every year at training camp, there's a surprise, right? And there's a guy that gets an extra long look. Yep. I mean, Yamamoto, for two years in a row, got extended looks. This year was coming off an injury, didn't get the look, and then... Uh, you know, you and me had a conversation when we were in Detroit. I remember, and I looked at you and I said, the orders are not fast enough. They're not quick enough. They need another. They're too slow at forward. And, you know, they ended up recalling uh, Yamamoto. Now they got Athanasiu, not to mention Ennis. They got a lot of, you know, maybe they're not quite as big. I got a really interesting text from uh, Jake the Snake here. He says, Bob, I think with teams being able to have more players on their roster, we could temporarily see the return of some enforcers and some more energy players <laughs> making for an entertaining series. So here's the thing, Louis. Believe it or not, on a show called Oilers Now, on a day that we have Louis DeBrusque and Brian Burke, we actually get texters saying, Bob, there's too much talk about fighting on your show, which is, frankly, uh, that is not a popular opinion for about 90% of the texters. There is nobody, and you know this because we've had this debate. I have, it's been my experience, and so I'm 12 years doing Color on the Orders, but obviously having a show for the last 20 years, I have nothing but the utmost respect for the uh, for the enforcers that I've met, their sense of team, because they fight for their team. They tend to have a very global view. They're not myopic in their approach. But all of that being said, Louis, I hate to say it, but I kind of think the ship has sailed, at least at this time, oh, yeah. on, oh, on the enforcers. Agree or disagree? It just seems like it was so long ago in that mentality, and it's kind of amazing because last night the movie goon was on and uh i couldn't help but watch it a little bit obviously that's glamorized and it's made but it's based off a true story um doug smith and you know what i talked to doug back in the day when i was an enforcer in the national hockey when he was coming up and and i'll tell you what it's uh <laughs> i look at that and i just shook my head and said you know some of this is real some of this really did happen the tap on the shoulder jump over the boards go to the face off and fight a guy with three minutes left in the game or when something happens i mean i did that a hundred times in my career i mean it's you know junior junior b down the american hockey nhl and i sit there and i wrap my mind around that and go man has the game ever come a long way and I'm thankful for that. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all for the new game and the speed and the skill. I still do like some nastiness, though. I like physicality. I like there to be a little bit of and I, healthy hatred <laughs> between the two com- uh, people, two teams competing to want to go out there and beat the guy across me so bad that it actually goes over the line a little bit. I don't mind that. 
but I do appreciate the direction the game's going in. But no, I don't see any enforcers getting called up. But I will say this. There were some questions about this, you know, especially in the round robin with the teams that are already in the playoffs. Why wouldn't you call up a bunch of guys from your American Hockey League to maybe play a more physical game and do a little chopping down of the other three teams that potentially you're going to be playing if you win the first round? So, well, you know, Vegas, you know, Vegas you know I mean, saying? well, look at Vegas. Vegas is the biggest of the of the teams that are left in the you know, Vegas is the biggest team in the Western. Uh, and what I'm saying is, is like you, are you going to dress your veterans for every single game in that round robin? You're going to give them a couple like the exhibition series just to kind of get their feet wet and really get ready. You certainly don't want players getting injured in that in that round robin. Um, that's the one thing I do disagree with, though. I think the seating should be edged in stone for the top teams. The teams that have earned that should stay in those seats. Um, I actually believe they should have gone to six. You know, three from each division. Three from each division, the top three from each division, gets a bye to the playoffs, the rest fight over the, the change to try and get in there. That's the way I saw it. That's the way I thought it should have been done. It's not done that way, and obviously Edmonton suffers a little bit from that with the percentage points. But, uh, yeah, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't call up some, some muscle just to be a little more of a physical team and maybe fish out some lumps in that round robin to some teams. that Now, the playoff series, the actual – fifth playoff round that's going to happen the play-in round i mean you don't have time or the luxury of being able to just go out there and do that you can in the round robin because that's the area that i say you better watch out for the washington capitals are a big team you know like you said the vegas golden knights they say okay you know what maybe we can get our licks in now and wear a team down a little bit going into the playoffs um, that's something they're going to have to watch out for. That's a, a valid point. Now, the other thing is, is there a wild card? Could a guy like a Benson, you're saying he's training tremendously well, like maybe he's got an entirely different twitch when he comes back than an older veteran player that maybe didn't train the same way. Well, this is a whole mm-hmm. this is a whole new thing, right? We don't know. Like there, there's some guys that got access to full training equipment, other guys that don't. There's some guys yep. that are really good in the gym. There's other guys that struggle a bit in the gym. You know, right? I'll give you an example. Ryan Smith, good, hard, competitive player, right? Yep. I would, I would, like, if you take a look at the lockout year when he came back, he was better the next year. When we just started up and playing right from September on, right? He was way better the year after, even though he was older than he was in the lockout year. So there's some veterans that might be. Does this? I mean, is it out of the realm of possibility that a guy like Benson? Because we're going to, Louis, we're probably looking at, I don't know, sometime in July 10th, 15th, whatever it is, training camps. Is it out of the realm of possibility that a guy comes in and completely outplays a veteran guy and you're, he's one of your 28 skaters and you're like, we got to play this guy? Not at all. I think it's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen at Edmonton, but it will certainly happen throughout the National Hockey There will be guys that step in and shock people with how ready they are because they're motivated. They're mega motivated. This is a great opportunity. You brought up a terrific point. This is like a training camp all over again. And you know what? Who hates training camps? Veteran players. They go in there, they just want to go through the motions. They want to get their game down. They want to get to the game. That's all they're thinking about through training camp is making sure they're up to speed and they're healthy to start the regular season. Well, this isn't the regular season. This is getting up to speed to play playoff games. So it's even more motivation for somebody to come in there and say, listen, if somebody slipped a little bit, if somebody's not ready, they may get the first game. But if it doesn't go well, there will be changes. I said that right out of the gates. I believe this will be, you know, the lineup for each respective team 
will be game to game. And you know what? If it goes well out of the gates and you have the guys you want in there and they're playing well and they're winning, then it's going to stay that way. But if there's anything that you're concerned about, and one of those things being that maybe this player didn't work out enough or is not in good enough shape, or maybe as an older guy and has a couple of injuries that still haven't healed 100%, 100% a young guy will step in there and you can use those young legs no question uh, one final one for Louis DeBras from NHL Hockey on Rogers he's our uh, headliner today on Oilers Now and our headliner every day is brought to you by Touchback Safety Louis, Leon Dreisaitl <laughs> Art Ross Trophy winner yeah. we all had that back in the 2014 draft didn't we we all you had him what? winning the Art Ross one day no I didn't but you know what I really liked him as a pick and then, you know what, there was a little concern when he first came in. Oh, okay, he's got to work on a few things. There's no question about that. The instincts were there. The size was there. But I don't think there's any doubt now he's put the total package together. And, I, you know, I, I can't help but always bring Connor into the equation. When you play with a player like Connor McDavid, he's going to elevate your game. And I think both of those guys have really played off of one another now. I think Dreisaitl's gone to a level where they're pushing each other, and that's the best-case scenario on a team. But uh, congratulations to Leon Dreisaitl. You know what, listen, and if it wasn't for the stoppage, he could have had back-to-back 50. He had 43 goals. Yep. He could have had back-to-back 50-goal seasons again, which there was a stat that was thrown out today that I found amazing. Only 196 times as a player scored 50 goals in the National Hockey League. Yeah. 196 in the complete history of the game. Um, and, and he and almost did it in back-to-back years. And you know what? Yeah. For sure, Vetchkin would have got it. There's no question that uh, Pasternak would have got it. And, and you know Matthews. Leon and Matthews. Austin Matthews had 47. He was getting it. So you would have yep. had four more. Four more 50-goal scores this year, which I think is outstanding for the game. People love to see 50-goal scores. I think that's amazing. It's an, it's an amazing achievement. But to win the Art Ross like he did, um, congratulations to him. We just we have had the luxury of seeing him develop every year and just start to push that level to a new level every year. Well, back-to-back 100-plus point seasons for Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, only three players, I believe, in the last decade have done it. And the two of them play for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, hey, Louie, I'm up to 63% chance we play, 37 we don't. 63-37. That we're going to be back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we first started talking about this, we were being very generous when we said 50-50. Yeah, and then, a- I, then I think it took a turn for the worse, and it would have been 40-60. 40 meaning going back and 60 meaning not going back. But I agree with you. I think, But I think it's very important to understand that this is just the format that's been agreed upon. This is just yeah. the, the next step in the process. There's still a lot of things that have to happen here before hockey is back. But you know what? It's got us talking about hockey again, and I think that's a great thing. I think that as a as a nation, I think we're starting to see some things move forward. Still concerned. There's no question we're still tiptoeing through this. But, uh, listen, let's just cross our fingers and hope that the next stages uh, go as planned and everything gets back to some semblance of normal. But uh, this would be amazing if the NHL could get back in some sporting events and just, you know, I think it would open the door for a lot of other things. Otherwise, I'm going to be watching every minute that Alfonso Davies plays the rest of this year because that's all it's on is the Bundesliga. Oh, wait, uh, Syria uh, uh, out of Italy. Uh, Syria A announcing that they're going to be back June 20th. So there's another league that's going to get started. There so you there, there you have it. I believe they play for, somebody can correct me on this, 
the Scudetto, is that how it's pronounced? It's the Italian League Championship, and Juventus like wins it every year, except when they have a, a goal-shaving controversy or something like that going on. Uh, buying off the officials. A number of years ago, that happened in Italy and weakened the uh, strength of their league. Hey, Louie, thanks for your time, man. All right. Sounds good, bud. You bet. 12.54 in Edmonton. You can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Burke coming up at 105 for Canadian Power Pack. We're going to take a two-minute timeout. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 12.56 now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott on Oilers Now. Do you want to tell you all season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown, injury lawyers. Uh, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown, they want to wish you the best uh, during these very challenging times and remind you that when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. To the Ashley Fine Floors text line, you can text us at 780-496-0063. The Oilers GM. Well, we had the Oilers GM on the show yesterday, Ken Holland, but this is the Oilers GM who's texting the show. I would match up uh, Darnell Nurse against Evander Kane and tell him to make it a nightmare out there and be as physical as possible. Easier said than done, but it can be done, and it could be Darnell Nurse's coming out party. The Hawks' defense is weak. They'll be lucky to win a game. As an Oilers fan, I'm not worried about this one bit. Drop the puck. Let's go from uh, Oilers GM. Uh, well, Darnell Nurse in 2015 at the World Juniors. Now, granted, it was just, and I use the word just in parentheses because it's a pretty high event. He was in a shutdown role that year. Did a great job in that uh, in that area. Tell you, uh, Patrick Kane is a pretty special player. It's not easier said than done trying to shut down Patrick Kane. And part of it would depend upon how the game is officiated as well. Does Darnell Nurse have the physical tools to do it? Yes, he does. I think that's fair. Um I'm never in the position where I'm 100% sure the Oilers are going to win. The last time I was 100% sure a team was going to win was the 2005 Alberta Golden Bears playing the UQTR Patriots in the uh, second day of the University Cup. Uh, Three Rivers had been eliminated the night before. They lost to Manitoba 4-1. And I know that uh, about 20 years earlier, the uh, UQTR, oh, 14 years earlier, their players had showboated a bit against the U of A in 1991. And since then, uh, Alberta's program had taken personal delight in pounding Three Rivers. And they did that day at Claire Drake Arena. The score after two periods was 9 nothing on road to an 11 nothing Golden Bears victory. 
the Bears are 6-0 lifetime against UQTR since that 1991 uh, loss, including beating uh, Danny Dubay's team 9-1 in 1992. So that was the one time I was 100% sure the Bears uh, were going to get it done, and the team that a team that I uh, followed and cared about greatly was going to crush a team. I had a pretty good feeling about the Oilers in Game 6, too, by the way, against Anaheim back in 2017. Thought they'd have a solid response. Uh, we'll hear from Leon Dreisaitl, by the way, the NHL scoring champion on tomorrow's show. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Kerry McCarthy. And when we come back, Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.